0: Welcome to the Engineering Emotions and Energy Podcast. I am your host, Justin Wink. Welcome to the show. Today, I kind of got like a potpourri of things I want to go over. It's, you know, kind of feels like it's been a while, you know, let's like rekindle the love and just, you know, talk, catch up, see how things have been here. So, you know, we're going to talk about how, uh, so the enrollment for my Engineer Your Career program closed. I'm going to talk about how that went, uh, how, like, for too long, I probably was, uh, too shy about, you know, owning my past accomplishments and uh, being shy about having a a PhD. Um, And then, uh, you know, we'll get into what I've learned is what I really like to talk about and focus on is sort of meditation, mindfulness, breath work. But before we get all of that, I just want to talk about how, uh, you know, went from quarantining for... (laughs) The corona to now, uh, I'm in California here, Northern California, quarantining due to uh, fire NATOs and poor air quality and general overall hellscape uh, that is now the outdoors. So, really just been a fun, fun, amazing uh, <laughs> adventure of 2020. I love all the uh, fuck 2020 memes and, uh, you know, had enough of this. And it was it really reminded me, you know, that uh it was actually a, about june 2001 i feel like george carlin has you know saw all this coming well before you know any of us uh, cuz he had a a bit i went to see him live and whenever he would do a live performances he was usually preparing for his hbo specials so i can't remember what year george carlin passed away but he's basically doing uh for i don't know it was probably like almost two decades doing a HBO special every year, just, you know, like clockwork, that would just be, you know, new material with new views on the world, utilizing language to highlight sort of our, our human condition and just kind of point out the ridiculousness of it all. And it was a uh, summer of 2001. I uh, went down to San Diego, uh, got to go with my dad and, uh, you know, he was was doing, you know, some, some greatest hits material. And then he he paused and said, Hey, I, this next bit, I'm still working on it. The way I work on stuff is I, I write it out and I effectively have to read it straight from my notes. But, you know, after a couple of weeks, I basically have it memorized and this becomes part of my special. And the bit was called, I kind of like it when a lot of people die. And it really just went through all these, you know, horrendous, awful things. You know, looking back, it's like, oh, he kind of described how 2020 would go. <laughs> But at the time, it was like, Oh my gosh, all this stuff is awful from, you know, uh, plagues to, you know, all sorts of political instability and fires and whatnot. And now it's, you know, it's just, uh, I recently saw an article that said, uh, there is an asteroid on the way that, uh, could, could possibly have impact in, uh, right around November 3rd, around election time. It's a 0.5% chance six and a half foot. Uh, diameter, asteroid, meteor, whatever it is. So highly unlikely it'll do anything, but it was just kind of one of those like, yep, that's that's probably about the only thing that's been missing is, you know, something coming from a- outer space, a actual Armageddon deep impact type moment. Um, but what was interesting was that that bit, uh, September 11th happened, so he wasn't able to do that bit called I kind of like it when a lot of people die. Because, uh, you know, even though he likes to fuck with people, he... Kind of still knew what uh, was a little bit out of the bounds of of taste. Eventually, that uh, bit did come back in one form, uh, much uh, several several years later. I did want to um, kind of share uh, a really fun bit that I I, I don't know because there's just sort of this craziness with uh, the boomers. I know there's the OK boomer, and George Carlin had a great bit on on baby boomers a long time ago. And I there's just a lot of, you know, because who's in charge? We look at who's in this who's running the Senate. You know, the two presidential candidates are well into their seventies. The average age of the House is very old. The average age of the Senate is even older. So it really is. It's being run by the the baby boomers, I'm I'm pretty sure. And I just he had this great bit and I'm just gonna I'm just going to do my rendition of George Carlin's bit on, on baby boomers. So, um, I'm getting tired of hearing about boomers, whiny, narcissistic, self-indulgent people with a simple philosophy. Give me it. It's mine. Give me that. It's mine. These people were given everything. Everything was handed to them, and they took it all. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, and they stayed loaded and fucked up for 20 years and had a free ride. But now, they're staring down the barrel of death, and they don't like it. So they've turned self-righteous. They want to make things harder on younger people. They tell them, abstain from sex. Say no to drugs. As for all the rock and roll. They've sold that for television commercials a long time ago so they could buy pasta machines and Stairmasters and Soybean Futures. You know something? These are cold, bloodless people. They went from do your own thing to just say no. They went from love is all you need to whoever winds up with the most toys wins. And they went from cocaine to Rogaine. <laughs> so, uh, I really, I don't know, I really enjoyed that. And, um, yeah, my wife recently got me some Rogaine. She's like, you got a little spot at the bottom top of your, well, it's not the bottom, at, you know, at the crown, the crown of my head. She's like, here's a little, little bit of, uh, scalp showing through too much. So let's get you the Rogaine. And make sure that doesn't, so, you know, we'll try that out, see how it works. Clinically proven to help regrow hair, right? So, that's uh, that's the fun fun comedy bit for the <laughs> for the episode. Um, so yeah, so my engineer your career program um, that you know enrollment closed uh, this this past week um, on Wednesday. This is my first time doing like a really big launch for a program, um, and man, did I did I learn so much coming up with you know the the web presence, r- writing the copy. I hired people, I hired someone to help me editing my podcast, I hired someone to help uh, get my my Podia sales page up, I hired someone else, uh, Rachel, who was on the on this show uh, a few weeks ago, had her do some copy editing, uh, which was super helpful. There's just something about, you know, someone else kind of looking at it and giving some feedback that then I look at it and go like, holy shit, I, I don't think I'm getting my point across at all, and so it just so much so much learning and uh got to do uh you know really put myself out there doing videos that I'm sure sh- I look back and I'm like oh my gosh I was I was ridiculous but who cares who cares that I think the thing that I've realized is that um I was kind of always afraid like oh, I'll get made fun of or someone will think I'm silly but I have yet to find someone actually go like hey that, that was that video was dumb or that was stupid it's uh it's more just the complete lack of any feedback can is for me maybe the most challenging that like oh i'm talking to no one i'm all alone here that that feeling of abandonment so there's a little bit where that uh, that's actually feels almost worse than someone kind of cuz it's like if someone says that sucks at least they saw you <laughs> They noticed you, but when there's just it's just crickets, it's like, oh man, do I, do I even exist? Am, am I even really here? So that, that's that been kind of the interesting thing is like, okay, how do you even get um, uh, attention? How do you even get some feedback? Because uh, a lot of uh, stuff on, well, you know, to find a, you know, a good niche to work on, go ask your audience, like, hey, what what's a problem you guys have? And then you just go and solve their problem and... There you go. Now you got a problem um <laughs> which uh I you know m- many of you probably have hundreds thousands of friends, followers, whatever. How many are actually truly engaged and watching because there's so much noise out there nowadays. So I also got to play around with advertising and it really is uh you, you know there's the organic way and then there's the fast way which is advertising to get your message in front of a lot more people with a lot more possibilities. But it's really a numbers game, which coming from my engineering background, it like flips everything on its end, where in electrical engineering, we're usually trying to get like 99.99% success rates on stuff. Like, you know, if it's it's less than 99.9, like, oh, it's a complete uh, piece of shit, total failure. Whereas in the, in the realm of, um, business in the realm of communications, the realm of marketing, uh, it's, it's almost completely flipped. Like it, people go like, oh, you're, you're able to get a 5% uh, hit rate, uh, people responding to your message. Like, oh my gosh, you're doing something right. That is so amazing. So a lot of it just is kind of like a mindset, uh, shift, um, And so I was looking to have 20 people join my program. Uh, Ended up, uh, I've got two fantastic clients that have signed up with me. And it's like, um, part of me was like, oh man, how did I not get 20 people? Like, oh, I suck. Uh, Then the other part of me was like, well, what would that have really meant if you had 20 people? And I think part of me was like, well, I'd really like to, you know, give some really good high quality attention and be able to get into things that maybe go beyond just, you know, engineering your career. It's like, because I, I, I was talking to my wife and she was like, you know, I, when you say like, oh, I'm going to, you know, help people get their dream job, it seems like you're kind of like pussyfooting around. Like you really like, you know, meditation and mindfulness it's like you're really good at that stuff, but is that really what you want to be doing? And I'm like, yeah, you like, I know this stuff, and I know I'm gonna knock it out of the park, and you know, give a great experience. Yet, I really do love getting into meditation, mindfulness, breath work, that kind of stuff. Um, and so it's like I'm definitely gonna be incorporating that because uh, I just, I just love it, and that's probably what I'm gonna do a lot more on this podcast. Is, you know, sharing things to do with that. Um, and then career stuff, it, it, like to me, I found there really is no separation from career from relationships, personal, like it's, we're all people doing people-y things. So it, it, there's, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, your language changes, but a lot of the concepts and the ways of being, the ways of doing they end up being timeless we're well, not timeless but they're there's a lot of threads that are continuous and helpful um but i so i i realized that ultimately i got out of the experience what i needed to get um and i'm super excited to help my my two clients like just <laughs> they're getting they're literally getting like the deal of the century Cause I'm just going to like spoil them with, you know, some great teachings and some great experiences and uh, they're going to do some great things in the world. So I'm, I'm super excited. Um, but I also realized that a part of this was, you know, me getting just own who I've been and who I am so that I, I can use that to start moving towards, you know, where I want to grow into, you know, what, what types of things I want to be reading, what types of experiences I want to be having, what types of content I want to be teaching, um, you know, as I, as I move forward and sort of grow myself and my ability to teach and offer. It, Cause I, I realized that for so long I was, you know, shy about, you know, what I've done, what I've accomplished. Like I got my PhD in electrical engineering and started work and, like I almost never told anyone that I had a PhD, that I was a doc- It's like, oh, I guess if you got my resume, you'd see it, but I I never really mentioned it. And looking back, part of that was when I first started working, there was this uh, guy that was like a lab manager, and he would call he'd call everybody doctor. He's like, "Well, somebody got somebody got a doctorate in our group, so now we all get to be doctors. So, you know, you're you doctor, this guy's doctor, I'm a doctor, you're a doctor." And I was like, "Well, it's, I fucking actually got a PhD. I spent 6 years after college like I did a bunch of research, I gave talks, I wrote papers, I busted my fucking ass." And you just you're just like, "Oh, every everybody's got this title." Um and so unfortunately i I took to heart the message of like, "Oh my, this this doesn't really matter. this is actually doesn't make me special. It just and almost makes me blend in, so I'll just you know not really utilize that. I'll just hide that. Um, which is kind of kind of lame, kind of sad. like there's I, I would always tell myself and others it's like, "Well, you know, does it serve me?" And I, it's like looking back, it really didn't serve me. Hiding that I was really just hiding out. It was kind of an extension of how I was in, in high school because I was, I had like really awful social anxiety in high school. Like I found a group of friends and we literally would go hang out like by these, um, uh, handball courts that were away from everybody. And so it was just like eight of us and we would just play butts up with a tennis ball or card games or whatever, just away from everyone. And at some point we got told, Hey, you're out of bounds. You can't be here. You got to go over here and be in bounds. There was all these, all the kids, all the other high schoolers. And it was, it scared the crap out of me. I was like, Oh my gosh, I can be seen. They can see me. I don't want to be seen. Um, And so, in some ways, it really was just a replaying of that story of like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be seen for somebody unique, someone special, someone that's got talent, someone who's done things. Like, oh my gosh, what? What if somebody wants something? Um, And I, it's like I, I can be stuff I can offer, and then if somebody wants something and I don't want to give it, I can say like, no, 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 thank you. It's out of bounds see, people told me I was out of bounds. Now I can tell other people you're out of bounds. So it's really been a good growth experience to like come out. Um, in fact, it was kind of interesting. Um, a few weeks ago at work, they w- were trying to name something, uh, uh, something product health, something, and they wanted to use the acronym PhD. And I was like, nope, that is not a good acronym. Like, can we still have some semblance of respect for you know the you know what is considered kind of the uh the pinnacle of academic uh achievement? Can we still have a little specialist and not water it down by associating it with some piece of crap ugly shit dashboard that fucking means nothing about nothing um <laughs> and they like no one quite understood why, but they ended up naming it something else so i i um you know, it if they had called it the PhD, it really wouldn't have mattered. But what mattered was that I spoke out and I said my piece. Um and it felt good. It's like, hey, I got a PhD. This thing, this is not a PhD. I know what a real uh doctor of philosophy degree is all about. So um let's see, so what else did I wanna get to? So yeah, so um It was, you know, kind of really good experience uh, going through developing this program, marketing it, uh, telling people about it, and, you know, really kind of getting to own, you know, all of the accomplishments, all of my capabilities, all of my knowledge – um, especially in the area of tech jobs and helping people get jobs in that area and understand what they want. And I'm really excited to sort of share that. Yeah. It was also very helpful to realize that like, Oh, I want to, I want to go beyond this. I want to go much more beyond just this. Um, what I now consider sort of a small portion of, of human experience of, you know, tech field jobs. Like there's so much more out there. Like it's just. Ridiculous, the scope of human experience and thought and consciousness and the types of tools that are out there for us to be able to get what we want. Uh, cause I know I've been working a lot, um, on sort of, you know, relationship with, with money, um, just from, you know, it's like when I was like on paper, I realize that I I'm doing phenomenal. Yet there's just like this feeling of like oh man, oh boy, the a stake is stake is how much? Like oh I, I I don't know, um, and that it's really you know something that's been along with me doesn't really matter what my external circumstances is. It's uh, internal thought processes that's been holding me back with really enjoying. Um, and so it's been something I've been studying is, you know, uh, abundance mindset and abundant thinking, things like that. And I've just been loving sort of like also breath work, uh, box breath, which is a technique the Navy SEALs do where it's a four count, inhale four count, pause four count, exhale four count, pause and repeat. So, I think we're gonna say that's uh, that's the show. It's been great, kind of getting back, catching up, getting into some fun nonsense, and just sort of fucking around. Um, n- you know, not really having to accomplish anything other than sort of having a little fun, sharing a little knowledge, breaking it down. Because man, I, I'll, I'll be honest, last few podcasts because uh, I was like, oh, I got to be, I got to be on message with what I'm trying to accomplish. And, um, there was like some things like I wanted to talk about, but I'm like, oh, that's not really, it's not really aligned with the program I'm trying to launch. Um, and so that's, that's kind of like a little bit of that rough feeling of, hmm, maybe there's, maybe there's something here where I'm not fully doing, you know, not fully offering everything I should be offering if I feel like I got to hold back. Right. So, um. You know, learning experience, like I, I feel like uh what is it they say? Great art is never finished, it's just abandoned. So <laughs> I I like to look at each of my podcast episodes as a as a work of art. They could always be improved, always betterified, but uh, you know, fuck it. We gotta <laughs> I, I like to release once a week so that you know, you can follow, that you're kinda up to date, that you're not know, like, what's Justin up to? Um, cause I really want this to be, you know, you, me getting together, uh, you getting to know a little bit about my life and, uh, sharing some tools. Cause, uh, I really want to, you know, give you a step, a step up to join me, which is the other thing I realized is like, oh man, I gotta be so far ahead of my students. Um, but it's like, I, I think I just want to be one step ahead and then help them get on my level. And ideally I'm, I keep moving forward, so perhaps I'm al- I'm always one step ahead. But I keep moving; they keep moving. Yet, hey, if I have a student, and you know, I take one step, and they take two, three, four, five. Pff, that's so much better for me and that student. And then they can help me. I can I got a new teacher now, so I'm not gonna you know worry about hey what happens if uh, you know someone someone outshines me like i'm i'm looking forward to that because you know we're all big beautiful shining stars in this universe here um i was just thinking of boogie nights i think is the end of the movie in boogie nights like mark Wahlberg, it's like this scene that's famous for the prosthetic prosthetic wiener that he pulls out this big plastic slab of uh of a uh, fake penis meat and staring at it in the mirror, and he goes like, "You're a big, beautiful, shining star." <laughs> so, <how did> she... <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I just I just, just thought of that. So we're all big, beautiful, shining stars, just like Mark Wahlberg and just like that prosthetic penis. So with that, take it easy and good day.